The world of work has changed a lot in recent years. So many different applications and pieces of software have become mainstream in the workplace, especially for knowledge workers. And it's become increasingly difficult to work as a team sometimes because there are so many things going on. There's files being shared, there's links, there's emails, there's all sorts of complexity. And it's interesting because the technology that was supposed to make things easier sometimes makes things more difficult. So what do we do? We create technology to solve our technology problems. That's what we're talking about today in today's episode. Welcome to Stock Stories. Welcome to Stock Stories, the show where we decode the business behind the stock. And I am Alex Mason, your stock storyteller. Thank you for joining me today. My wife and I went from not knowing anything about investing to becoming financially independent by 30 years old. And we did that by investing in the stock market. So my goal here is to empower you with the knowledge and skills that you need to successfully invest. And this is a show that explores the fundamentals of how businesses work and teaches you to become a better thinker. So we're studying every company in the S&P 500 and more. And today we're actually going to be talking about a company not in the S&P 500. It's actually an Australian company. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, today we're talking about Atlassian, ticker symbol T-E-A-M or TEAM. Now, this is a company that is a software company and specifically a software as a service company. And what they do is they create project management software to help make working in teams easier. That's essentially what they do. The way that this show is structured is we're going to go through time. We're going to first talk about how the business started, how it began, a little bit of historical context. Then we're going to move into the business model, really understand how this business works, why does it exist? Then we move to financials. Of course, the numbers have to work in any potential investment, and then we'll wrap up at the end. So that's how this episode is structured. So first, let's talk about history. So Atlassian, like I said, is an Australian firm, and they started back in 2002 by two gentlemen named Mike Cannon-Brooks and Scott Farquhar. And they were university students together and they thought that they could create a new software company. And so they bootstrapped the company with their own money, even went into debt for it. And over the years, they just started building a product, trying to build some kind of project management software. The first product that they made was called Jira. Now Jira, that's spelled J-I-R-A, is essentially a tool used to track issues and resolve them. If you're working in a team and you're creating a piece of software with a group of people and there's bugs in the system, things need to be figured out, they need to be fixed. Well, you don't just want to go in and put out the fires and try to stop all of the bad things from happening necessarily. You want a structured system where you all work together to resolve issues. And that's what Jira was intended to do is the founders, they're software guys, and they wanted to create software to help other developers. Now in 2004, they created another product called Confluence. Now Confluence is another piece of project management software. It's kind of like 
a place where a whole team can get together and just create different shareable content with each other for working on projects. So if you can imagine Jira as the issue tracking piece of Atlassian, Confluence is a little bit different. It's more of a place for general collaboration, I would say. So you can create pages, you can create blog post style content, you can share links, you can assign dates and track all sorts of things in the software. <laughs> now with companies more and more moving into cloud-based software, moving into working online even more sophisticated than they ever have been before, Atlassian started growing and they started growing really fast. They were able to sell their software to a lot of different companies who were in need of project management software. And by 2010, 2011, they started attracting more funding. They got funded by venture capital. And in 2015, they went public. And at this point, they had well over $100 million in revenue, and they listed their shares on the NASDAQ stock exchange under the ticker symbol team. The next thing that's important is that I am very much enjoying making this episode for you. So if you're getting value out of this, I would be very grateful if you took one second to just tap that like button. Thank you so much. Let's talk about the business model of Atlassian right now. How does this business work? Well, the first thing I always like to ask is, why does this business exist? Why is it here? What's the point? Why do people even care about this company's product so much that they're willing to pay for it? Well, the thing about Atlassian is that they are a software company and more specifically a software as a service company. Now, software as a service is a specific business model where a company creates a piece of software. And then instead of the traditional model where they sell a license to the software for a, a set period of time, usually for a year or several years, they instead charge usually on a monthly or an annual basis to just perpetually use that software to have access. Remember back in the days when, <laughs> well, I don't know how old you are, but back when I was a kid, there were these things called CDs and Microsoft used to sell compact disc software. I'm really dating myself right now. So what they did was they sold these CDs to people at physical stores and then you were good. You bought the CD, that was it. This is way different. Now, because the internet is so much better than it used to be, companies can sell access to their servers for a price. And the beauty of this system is that month after month after month, they're getting recurring revenue from it. So it's a great business model for Atlassian. At this point, Atlassian is a really big business. They have over 130,000 customers and those are just the customers, but the actual user base is in the millions. So millions of people use their software. One thing that's interesting about this is because of the business model, it's based on the internet, right? So you don't need nearly as many employees to run a company of this size as many other industries do. So they only actually have around 6,000 employees, which is pretty incredible considering just how big the revenues are for this company. Okay, so let's talk about competitive advantage now. Remember, competitive advantage is key to any long-term investment because if your business isn't 
going to beat out the competition long term, then eventually it's going to fail, no matter how good it seems when we first look at it. So what is Atlassian's competitive advantage here? I think that they do have a competitive advantage. And I can say this from my experience just as a user of the company's software. They essentially are really good at making project management tasks, which are usually pretty boring and mundane. Like no one really wants to manage projects in a sense, at least, you know, I think it's kind of boring in a way. They make it a fun, integrated, seamless experience. And let me talk about what I mean. So in Jira, if there's an issue, you can track the issues. It's a very visually beautiful interface. You can track things, you can tag people, you can set dates and reminders, you can upload files. All of it works pretty well. And if you're familiar with other types of software, for example, Microsoft SharePoint, it's kind of like the next level of that is how I would compare it. So I have seen personally how certain tasks or functions at companies have started shifting away from the traditional players like Microsoft, for example, to new tools like Atlassian's tools. And another thing that's interesting is that most of the Fortune 500 companies in America, they're already customers of Atlassian. So this is something that has already penetrated the corporate landscape of America. Okay, so we're here now at the ticker terminal and I'm just gonna type in the ticker symbol team for Atlassian, okay? So it trades on the NASDAQ, even though it's an Australian company. And I'm just gonna go and skip past the stock price info real quick. Let's look at the financials. Now, the first thing that we wanna look at is the income statement. So how much money are they making? And the first thing, most important number, revenues. Look at that chart, it's so beautiful. The revenue just keeps going up and up and up and up. In 2017, they had, looks like 626 million in revenue. Now, as of 2021 data, which looks like the full year data just came out recently, they had over 2 billion in revenue. So it's just a nice, beautiful, steady glide up. So this is a company that's acquiring more customers. They're charging for their services on a recurring basis and they're making lots of money. Let's look at the operating income. So the operating income, this is how much money the company made after paying most of its expenses. And we can see here that in 2017, 18 and 19, they were losing money. This was, this was a money losing operation from an operating income perspective. But then over the last couple of years, look at this. Wow. 14 million, 110 million, and they're just making more money here. But the thing is, this number looks really small compared to these revenue numbers. So it's like, what happened? I mean, their gross profit was really high, but what is it that happened here? Well, the thing that happened here, R&D expenses. Let's go ahead and look at the R&D expenses real quick, because this is an important part of this business's financials. We can see that in 2017, the company spent over 310 million and then in 2021, they spent over 960 million, huge increase in R&D expenses. And in fact, this is a company that spends 35% of its revenue 
on research and development, over 35%. That is incredible. I mean, if we compare this to a lot of other software companies, they're not investing nearly as much into their new product development. So that kind of tells you the culture of this company. They're really focused on long-term growth and developing new products. So that's something that I see as interesting here. Let's go ahead and look at the balance sheet real quick. And one thing I want to look at is the cash balance. How much money does this company have in the bank? Okay, they've got a decent amount of cash in the bank. They've got well over a billion dollars. And that number has increased in general over time, but it's clearly fluctuated because they've been making so many investments into their business. Okay, as far as long-term debt goes, this is a company that is almost completely debt-free. looks like they only have about $1 billion in long-term debt. And we can see compared to the cash, I mean, it's very small. So this is a company that's conservatively financed. And we tend to see this with a lot of big technology companies because they're just more profitable economically. And they tend to be a little more conservative with their balance sheets than other industries. And then as far as the cash flow, cash flow tells us how much money is coming into and out of the business. And the most important number here, I think really, is cash from operations. I mean, look at this chart, 199 million ramping up all the way to 841 million between 2017 and 2021. So a really nice growth curve here. This is a company that's making money and it is growing pretty fast. So we've looked at financials for Atlassian now, took a little bit of a peek under the hood to understand what is this company actually doing money-wise? And it looks pretty strong, but let's think about things from a risk perspective too. What could go wrong with this company? Well, one thing is in the project management space, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of other businesses that build competing products. I mean, one of the benefits of building a software as a service company is that you have this massive scale, you have low barriers to entry, you can hire a bunch of developers and create a new product and launch it. And you don't need a lot of capital expenditures to do that. Well, that's an advantage, but it's also a disadvantage because it invites more competition than other industries tend to do. So that's one risk to consider. Another risk, I think, is that this is a business that is investing very heavily in R&D. And although I think that that actually is a clue to its competitive advantage, it's also a big risk, too, because what if they invest in things that don't pan out? What if they create the wrong kinds of products or another company comes in and takes their market share because they're not investing in, in the right products? Now, I haven't seen any evidence necessarily of this, just something to think about as you're analyzing a software firm such as Atlassian. All right, so what do I think? Well, I think this is a good business. It's a really good business. It's growing fast, somewhere around 30% annually. It's actually profitable. Its profits are definitely understated compared to what they would be if they weren't investing so heavily in their research and development. There's a lot of things to like about Atlassian. 
One thing I don't like about Atlassian is the price. <laughs> the price is over $300 per share and compared to the profits that it's making right now, it seems like it's really expensive. And frankly, you know, even if we adjusted for the R&D component and added that back to the profit, it would still be a richly valued company. But I think rightly so, it seems very robust and it has a really big customer base already. And it seems like it has good growth opportunities in the future. But that being said, I would like to see a lower price for a business like this. Um, but it's a, it's a wonderful business from what I can see so far. Okay, so that is what I think about Atlassian. But now I want to know, what do you think? Is this a stock worth buying or not? Let me know in the comments below. And if you're hungry for more, I've created over 200 free podcast episodes on different companies already, most of them in the S&P 500, but also outside of the S&P. And so click the link in the description to check that out. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next one. Music